0: hey what's up everybody welcome to bible banter i am uh, joined by my good friend matthew Delano Rice. who um if you didn't know a benefit of one being my friend uh to joining the banter club is sometimes you get a last minute call and uh matt was gracious enough uh last night when i called when i texted him i said hey man how would you like to come on the show and he was like uh, no, absolutely not, because you guys are so dumb. I could never match up to the, the silliness, and I said, oh, sure you can. Let's talk sure. about presidents. So that's what we're going to do today. We're talking about the silliest institution in the United States, uh, the, the American president, and faith. So how faith pertains to the presidency. Matt, why don't you introduce yourself?
1: Sure. So my name is Matt Rice. I am a um, Born and raised in the AC denomination, uh, went to Clark University to study history after going to Bix, uh, and really just loved the intertwining of faith and politics. That was my big focus during my thesis, wrote up wrote undergrad thesis and a master's thesis on it, but serving in a volunteer at Oak Hill Bible Church now, but uh, if you know me on Facebook, you heard recently that I'm going to be joining down and trying to get Mr. Eric Reynolds in line down in North Carolina.
0: Boom. So. You are the uh, next week. By this time yes. next week, you will be finishing packing up. Yep. And you'll be leaving next Wednesday. Yeah. To come down it, and, and join me.
1: It's very exciting. But Eric, I do have two things. One, I almost left when you kept using Delanor here. You know, one of the perks of the Bible banter club is apparently that they they get to make up middle names for you. Uh, well, my middle name. Off, to is, be
0: fair, I, I, wait, hold on. You're going to tell people, why is it that I call you Delanor?
1: Uh I forget. I think okay. it's usually <laughs> make fun of me. Probably because my initials are MDR. And uh-huh. that reminds me of FDR. Yes. And which apparently it's Delano. Just, my wife I didn't just that. found that out. It's I not even Delano. It's Delano.
0: Yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm dumb. I'm 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 genuinely dumb. So I was the associate pastor, youth pastor at Oak Hill, where you're at now. You you pretty much grew up at Oak Hill. Your dad's the pastor there. Your dad's also the president of Berkshire Christian College. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. Side note, your middle brother, yeah, right. You're yeah. So in yeah. in the middle, he's the president of Bix Berkshire yep. Institute for Christian Studies. Um. So my big question to you is like. All you're going to be as a pastor. That's 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 it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding.
1: So well, um, as so when, as oh, all of ahead. us would tell you though, all of us would tell you, none of us planned to, to be here. That that's <laughs> God's work in all of us. Somehow <laughs> well, He He found it fit to to take us and mold us and shape us and use us. So,
0: <laughs> well, they're uh they're great guys, man, and I'm grateful for for both of them. Yeah. Um. And and you and Josh, you know, your your brother and yourself. But the reason I called you. Delano, which I'm realizing now, I'm an idiot because <laughs> of Delano. Um, although I realized it a while back, I just hoped that you didn't realize it. And apparently you did. Or at least. Well,
1: this is why I, I married a smarter woman than myself. <laughs> so. So,
0: so it's because so Matt's specialty, Matt has a bachelor's and a master's degree in American history, um, particularly in war and violence, which are kind of my two favorite things. So um but you special like really really specialized in faith and the present like how the christian faith particularly because that's mostly what we've had as presidents they've either been christians in name only or actually christians and how it's affected their policy and you and i had used to have some great discussions because i just like to learn all that stuff Mm -hmm. and then um and you're, you're boo man, you like your 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 best friend is Jimmy Carter essentially. Yes, as far as like you've known, like your Calvin J- is Jimmy Carter. Um,
1: uh, I don't know, maybe that's a okay. stretch. Calvin's pretty high on your shelf there. Calvin's he's, like your guy.
0: He's he's getting dethroned though. He's getting dethroned.
1: Yeah, Thomas man.
0: Thomas Manton, man, Thomas Manton's a man after my own heart. I mean that he is—he's—he's he's precious. <laughs> if you can go by his works, they are tremendous. They will feed your soul. Anyway, you're the you're the president guy, and your middle yeah. initial is D. And I just thought MD, MDR, FDR, D, Delano. I just thought or Delano. I just thought it.
1: Did. Yeah, it lines so, up. So just to speak to my degree, so. In order to focus on what I wanted to do, which was 20th century history and really focusing, especially post-World War history, really answering the question, how and why are we living the way we are today? Mm -hmm. So in order to do that, I had to kind of craft this weird history of war and violence and along the way began to stumble into actually it could be a cool side note is stumbling into this uh, because it wasn't something any of my professors were Advocating for i'll put that politely that way mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of an uphill battle kind of advocating for researching what I did you know guess, just getting a, a professor to buy this idea of well why would faith impact someone's policies mm-hmm. I went to a very did you went to a liberal yeah
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah, and to this day I think uh, I don't want to disparage him because um, I appreciate everything he did and all of the help he had in my research but I still think that my, I would argue that my main thesis advisor probably doesn't believe in my thesis. Um, did anybody? <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, yes, I had a phenomenal second reader. She was yeah. tremendous, absolutely so, tremendous.
0: so explain to people, because most people don't write sure. thesis, right? So mm-hmm. um, so like explain to people, what is a thesis and why, mm-hmm. so you have a thesis advisor, they disagree yep. with you, does that mean like they give you an F or what does that mean?
1: What does that look like? Right. So, what it comes down to is you you make a you come up with a thesis idea or a topic you want to explore. you go and you research you find documents that support your case, you kind of craft um your narrative. well, you can circle back to that in a second because I think that's important to bring up too, and you make this argumentation and over the course of it, you take different sources and within history, there's different focuses there could be people who focus more on economic, people who focus more on like Raw power politics. So, like the size of your military, what battles you fight, what ones you don't, mm-hmm. all of this stuff. It's all academic, you know, arguments. And so, my advisor focused on his li- more li- liberal meaning, the exchange of money and goods and services, and didn't buy my topic, which was that faith actually helped influence foreign policy decisions mm-hmm. um, over other things. Mm-hmm. And I argue okay. that across a couple different presidents. So,
0: that's cool. So yeah. before we get into like the main topic, because we're kind of teasing it but I just, you know, this kind of naturally comes up and that, that's super interesting. Yeah. So we have, we actually have two books that we're giving away today. Um, so the funny thing is, is you won a book that we gave away last week, which I'm just going to give to you next week when I see you. Sweet, Sweet. Um, awesome. I'm not going to spend the $3 to mail it to you. It makes no sense. And it might not get to you. I mean, I don't know if you've heard, but <laughs> the United States Postal Service, they're going through some stuff right now. So anyway, nevertheless, (laughs) so that also means those who won these books, I don't know when it's going to come to you. Uh, You know that's up to the postal service. But um, uh, two winners of my first book go are going to. So this is so you can first off, you can win a book next week by doing this. You can like this video. You're watching it on Facebook. All you have to do is hit that like button. But then after you hit the like button, what I need you to do is smash the share button So you hit and then you smash. All right. You hit the like, smash the share. And if you do both of those things, you're, we will randomly pick. uh, So this week we did two winners, Matt Malinowski and Richard Waters, big friends of the podcast. Um, Next week, it'll be somebody else. So they, they could win another copy. I mean, they could, they could continually win this like week after week and supply their entire church with copies. Wow.
1: Yeah. So so. if I, if I like and share this and really I would just be, Liking and having propaganda for myself, I could just win more books, right?
0: You could win more books. Um, although there's a stack of them in my house and in my office, so when you come down here, I could just give you one. How about that?
1: (laughs) So, um, (laughs) my wife also bought a few already.
0: Well, she's very kind. Wait, which one go or discover? (laughs) Go, okay, cool. So, um, how much do these books go for on eBay? Yeah, thanks for the question, Mike.
1: Not enough.
0: (laughs) So, go is $4.99. Um, and I think it's four ninety nine. Don't hold me. I, no, five ninety nine maybe. But um you can get the PDF on my website for one ninety nine, and you can get the ebook through Kindle for I think one ninety or two ninety nine on eBay. Now, my other book on that, eBay. That, oh, not eBay. I was thinking Amazon. Mike throwing me through a loop, man. I thought he was like actually <laughs> yes, asking. Is. So, um, but hey, you can also get my other book that just came out, Discover, which is a lot bigger. It's like, uh, it's 147 pages. Um, that it one is- like a real focused. book. It sounds like a real book. This one's more like a brochure. So this one focuses on um, teaching you the importance and how to make disciples. Uh, this one focuses on content um, in, in theology. So you can take both those books up. On Amazon, Eric, Boom, I think uh,
1: Alan Latomore's looking for your autograph here. How much do the signed editions go for? Those uh, might listen, be up on eBay.
0: So um, the problem is, is you get them, they they are print on demand. So I have like a hundred copies at my house, mainly because I have a plan for those, um, and part of the plan is to give some Of them away to you guys, but if you win them here, if you want me to autograph it, I will autograph it. Is the braille version available yet? You know what, Josh? I'll ask you to do that. How about that? I will send you the manuscript for free, Josh, and you can put it in braille form.
1: So, yeah, um, he just wants to got... know the overall feel of the book, Eric.
0: <laughs> the overall feel, what would you say is the <laughs> overall feel,
1: Matt? For which book?
0: Uh, both. Have you read
1: both? Uh, I haven't read either.
0: Oh, <laughs> you're so really. <laughs> oh. I should have asked that when you. Uh, when you were Ooh. I'm just kidding. Um, and it's
1: not. It's not because. It's not because I don't want to read it. It's just that I've got a queue.
0: You've got a queue. Right, mine's at the bottom, <laughs> which is totally fine. So hey, um, it, it is. It is. They, they are written for churches. Um, uh, they're they're written for the layperson. They're written as a tool to help you disciple folks. So um, again, if you want a free copy. Hit like, smash, share, and we'll we'll enter you in for next week as well. So nice. And once I get the once I get all the copies for this one, we'll start doing that. Are the cliff notes available? Ah Mike, Mike, Mike. Um, thankfully, Palma. Um, I and I forgot to ask Luke why he couldn't make it today, but thankfully, Palma, which Palma, um her pastor is Luke. Um (laughs) He he doesn't read a lot of stuff, but he does read my books. He he actually read uh, he proofread my book. He, he did some editing and uh, actually wrote
1: a, uh, a
0: recommendation for it. So
1: and wow, he found to write something too. He read yeah. and wrote. Yeah,
0: and he did a tremendous. Uh, I mean, his his writing ability is top. You should have you read his articles on Advent Christian Voices, Luke's.
1: Those I have read. Top notch. Yeah, top notch. absolutely. I mean, I mean they're very, no catchy, very catchy, very uh, catchy titles too. Oh yeah.
0: I love the what was it? Puddle flavor bubblegum. Yes. Yeah,
1: that yes. was really good. That's really and good. yes, Glenn, I, I could show you. I have boxes of books. Th- these yeah, normally it would be it would be full. Yeah. But it, it does seem more and more that I'm really just trying to mimic Luke today, huh? <laughs> it's okay. Empty book. There,
0: there, there are worse don't tell Luke I said this. There are worse people that you could
1: be mimicking. All right. Well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to give him, give you as hard of a time as he does. To uh, you.
0: Well, Luke always says that he has trouble keeping up with me, although I think he does an okay job. So, you know,
1: hmm. um, yeah. Huh. All yeah. right. So let's, uh let's transition here. I've got a fun fact for you and I want to try, I want you to try to guess the person. So okay. a lot of times. His...
0: This sounds like a Luke game springing on me last moment.
1: What What can I say? I'm just trying to fill some big shoes here. Um, and uh, people in the comments can interact with this as well. Unfortunately, I have nothing to give away. Eric's the man with all the fun things to give away because he I writes can all give the away stuff. A book.
0: You want me to give away a book? I can give away a book.
1: Sure, yeah, go for it. All right, so what 20th, as far as I know mm-hmm. from my research, what 20th century president proposed to his wife via a letter?
0: What 20th century? Now, we had this conversation before. Um, are we talking FDR forward or are we talking like legitimately tw- 20th century?
1: Well, I'm just going to say 20th century. We're just going to start there. By letter. Yep, um, yep. It, it's only one as far as I know.
0: Dwight Eisenhower.
1: It was not Dwight. Um, Jimmy Carter. G- it was not Jimmy Carter. <laughs>
0: I should have loved with Jimmy Carter. Um,
1: FDR. It was not FDR, man. Yikes. Uh, uh, Bill Clinton. (laughs) That would be funny, but no, that would probably would have been. Well, not email yet. No, unfortunately, it was not Teddy Roosevelt. It uh, it was actually Harry S. Truman. Harry S. Truman. Which fun fact? (laughs) <laughs> like from the Truman Show, <laughs> not quite. <laughs> no, apparently the S in Harry S. Truman doesn't even stand for anything. Mm-hmm. Just they uh, put a letter in there.
0: Well, Bush Jr., um, I think you're talking about W, uh, John Adams. <laughs> so w was the uh, 21st He was the first president of the 21st century.
1: That's true. Yeah. Uh, by yeah, the so way, I'm glad I, have, you...
0: I have an affinity for for George W.
1: Yeah, I, I was him. hoping we could talk about him at some point. Yeah, yeah he, okay. he's a really interesting one, especially at my intersection.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, pretty much, I'm going to end the broadcast if you say anything disparaging about <laughs> George W. Um, and I'm not a, Rep- I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat either. I just, I liked, I served under him. Uh, he was my first president that I served under um, yeah. in the, in the military. And uh, the reason I really liked uh, George W. One, I certainly think there there were grave errors that he made. He's not perfect by yeah. far. Um, mm-hmm. But he loved the troops. There's no doubt in my mind. He loved and cared for um, the best way he could uh, those who those who served under him. So I appreciate that. Um, yeah, he's probably misled in some other things, but that nevertheless, I thought he did great,
1: yeah, yeah. And so just to just to give a brief, I'll give you guys a the history view. So I, I mentioned earlier about narratives. Um, Whenever you pick up a book, there is always an underlying point that they are trying to make, and Mm -hmm. history is not any different, Mm -hmm. um, especially with major publications. The best thing about um, those premier works, so those really, really good ones, is that their argument is so well-founded on their research that the point that they're trying to make makes itself over and over and over again. Okay. so. For me, when it comes to arguing about the presence of faith, that really brings up a couple questions, right? How do you measure someone's faith? What does that look like? And then how how in the world can that influence policy, right? So it's not even only just looking at, oh, is is the this president a Christian, right? Do they have faith? But does that faith actually matter when it comes to policy? Mm-hmm. And it gets into some pretty murky situations. Um, not sure if you knew or know this at all, uh, but apparently there's a very unwritten rule, not unwritten at all, really, but every U.S. president has to be a Christian.
0: That's kind of what we've always expected, right? Yes. Now, now can I just – I, I want to go sure. back. I want to go backwards before we go forwards, okay? So yeah, to go definitely. back, um, I think it's – sorry, I got a fly um, – being attacked. <laughs> um so uh, the founding of our country everybody uh, someone that's eric <laughs> measuring someone else's faith um listen read first john you can understand um you can you can tell if someone's a christian or not based on first john so that's hmm. not me that's that's the apostle so uh the if Holy you Spirit, believe, man. Yeah, amen so uh, the founding of our country. Everybody says separation of church and state. Right. That's right. that's the slogan. Now yeah. I know I asked you if you originally wanted to talk about this. You said it wasn't really something yeah. that you really specialized in. Understood. Yeah. Here's my understanding. As I went, mm-hmm. as I began church history, and I and yeah. I and I, you know, um, in America, is this the the mantra or the belief of their separation of church and state. It's Mm -hmm. it's that there is a separation between the two entities and that one has no control over the other. Right. It's not that you don't allow your faith to influence policy if you're an elected official, Um, because essentially to to say I have to separate my faith from um, from policy is Mm -hmm. to say that you legitimately have to separate yourself from from influencing yourself in creating these policies.
1: I think, unfortunately, the uh, the separation of church and state is easy to understand structurally where, right, the church should not govern the government and the government should not govern the church. But when it comes to the person, that's when it gets tricky. Because should someone who's publicly elected, right, if they don't necessarily fully divulge and say, hey, listen, you know, my, my Christianity influences me, X, Y, Z. Okay, you if by giving them the stamp of approval and voting for them, you are saying, I want them, all mm-hmm. that they have. But if somebody doesn't advocate that and it's something that is at work, then it's almost like, well, it was there, but I never told you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it can get murky pretty quick.
0: So, so let's, let's get to it, man. Yeah. Let's talk about individual presidents, because I think that that's going to be that's going to tickle our ears a little bit more. We're going to be very interested in essentially uh, saying this president really did a great job at seeing their faith influence policy versus another. Um, Because I think you've heard, I'm sure, whether it's on social media or in person, like some people say, well, I've heard people make definite statements. But I think what they really mean is, is something else. They'll say a Christian could never vote for a Democrat. What they mean from when I have a conversation is they can't ever understand how a Christian, a Bible-believing conservative right. Christian could vote for um, mm-hmm. someone who endorses the murder of children.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so do you think like someone who says things like that, what do you think, how, how, how should they be thinking through that? Like, is there, mm. is, is there a history of cognitive dissonance where someone can say, well, because I believe in all of these things over here with the Democratic Party, I hate abortion, yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. there are some Democrats who who abhor abortion. Let's say yeah. I I abhor abortion, but I agree with all these other policies. Therefore, I am a Democrat. Therefore, I vote Democrat. Mm-hmm. Is there a history of that kind of um, that kind of thing with our presidents or even in their in their parties?
1: Yeah, I mean, so. Best starting point. Well, one, if I can just plug, I don't know if you're allowed to plug. I'm going to plug an, an AC person who's written on this a bit. Um, yeah, that's yeah, Tom Loggery wrote a great recent article in the uh-huh. uh, Advent Christian Witness on this. And essentially his main point is you need to be following your convictions as you vote, but you need to make certain that your convictions are following Christ and are mm-hmm. Christ honoring. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, there i, I it, it's easy to say there will there hasn't ever been someone who is without sin in the mm-hmm. in the oval office mm-hmm. there never will be
0: what about so, george w i i mean uh, george washington george washington man
1: no the, there on, there man. is no one who is perfect
0: george washington though he i mean he's the father of our country
1: that doesn't make him perfect okay that's fair i'm just <laughs>
0: I'm trying to play, you know, Luke's
1: yeah. advocate. Yeah, here. Luke's advocate, good, good, yeah. good. So, uh, but what, what it comes down to with parties is both parties are trying to get you to vote for and adhere to what they are pushing forward, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So on the abortion issue, the Democrats say, go for it. And conservatives, right, Republicans, actually, I honestly don't know where all of them line up these days, but they will say no. We're against this. So our two-party system has become a scale where it's one side's for, one side's against, right? And the other balances to meet that. It changes with candidates over time. Uh, so, yeah, just looking at uh, a big swing. I mean, just a—it's going to come up eventually. So I might as well start start talking about them now. But uh, with Carter being elected as the first evangelical president. Oh, perfect. Pref- now, now, pref- now,
0: hold on. Can you tell people yeah. the, the title of your thesis?
1: Sure. Um, uh, my uh, let's see, I'm not gonna remember my undergrad thesis, it wasn't, it was no, okay, what, it wasn't I, phenomenal. I just, yeah, tell me about the, yeah. Yes. I'm trying to my, out. my master's thesis on Jimmy Carter is called Deacon of the Cold War, uh, the Faith and Foreign Policy of Jimmy Carter.
0: So, you are. I don't think I've asked you this, but you are mm-hmm. thoroughly convinced that uh, Jimmy C is a thorough evangelical. Yeah, yeah. conservative yep. evangelical.
1: Um, uh, yeah, there are some. He takes some weird stances on a couple things, but yes, uh-huh. through and through. And okay. I think the easiest way, if we're going to go back to measuring, how do you measure that faith? Uh-huh. Is you need to take the person outside of the office of the president. Were uh-huh. they a Christian before? being in office and how do you see that how do they communicate that how do they speak to anything along those lines and then after office you know what what do they say what do they do how do they live their life right is it christ honoring um because we're seen by the by the fruit of what we do Mm -hmm. so in as much as we can measure ourselves you know and ultimately that's that's also kind of the weird thing about this is that i'm kind of casting judgment on people based on you know they're standing with Christ. And mm-hmm. I try to do that gently and gracefully. Mm-hmm. So if I say something today that counteracts what you think or feel about someone, there's room for discussion. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to disparage this Jimmy Carter's great name by saying, you know what? I don't know how much of a Christian he is. Mm-hmm. If, if that were the case, I'm not saying that for Carter because I look at his life and he openly had a testimony of being born again mm-hmm. and has lived very very well um he's actually known as the best ex-president
0: the best ex-president
1: best ex-president wow not, well he i not mean not he's big in
0: habitat for humanity right like yeah. i've I read that now
1: yeah
0: um you know, it is, you know, it is important for us to realize, I think it's important for the audience to know, like, you've looked at original documents. Like, you're not just looking at a bunch of biographies mm-hmm. what other people have read. Although right. I know, like, I do remember um, talking to you, like, you had reached out to his church, right? It's like, mm-hmm. to try to get yep. an interview with Jimmy Carter. As like, uh, a Deacon to Deacon, because you are right. a legal surgeon, which you're a Deacon of. Um,
1: mm-hmm. It actually wasn't with Carter itself. Uh-huh. I, I, much to my wife's dismay, I've I've never sent my thesis to him uh, or tried to actually schedule an interview, mostly because I, I don't know, I, I feel like I, I wouldn't have been able to try to make a good argument in front of him because, <laughs> I don't know, but.
0: but well, wouldn't no, he be the arbiter of like, yes, you're right, no, you're wrong? Like, hey, yes, my faith yeah. did influence foreign policy.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. And and I wasn't trying to make the, the argument that it influenced all things, just mm-hmm. that it, it was a factor. Yeah. Because so much of that is an uphill battle just getting to that inside the rigid academic establishment. Yeah. So
0: um, that's good. So let's let's go with let's start because you, you really wanted to talk about FDR moving forward in the twentieth yeah.
1: century. So, so those are the ones me... that I can I can speak to clearest and so more, what... more clearly.
0: Let's skip. So this is what I want us to do. We will sure. mention a president. You can either as briefly or as lengthy as you like each president, mm-hmm. how it influenced, or maybe it's just like, eh, I don't know what this one so much. It was harder to find something. So yeah. starting with FDR, who is yep. the great socialist of the last century. Um, you know, anybody who, yeah. who, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was great that he got us through world war II um, but now, I mean, we have a failing social security system and um, I mean, we have roads, but that's good, I guess.
1: Roads so. were less FDR. Roads uh, were more Eisenhower. We have dams because of FDR.
0: OK, OK.
1: Right. right. Thank you for the correction. <laughs> I, th- I thought no, it was. No ready. problem. That's why I'm here.
0: Yeah. You're, <laughs> you are Mr. President.
1: So, so to speak of FDR, uh, president for a long, long time, people look at a lot of his social I'll, I'll say social justice, but his more of his social programs is benefiting the people and if he exhibited any faith, it was in that way uh because he wanted to provide for and help Americans out. There isn't a ton to really grasp at that's also the other difficulty that you'll find with dealing with some presidents is that sometimes there just isn't anything, and in those mm-hmm. moments, you say there might have been, but uh. You really, you really can't make the argument for it. So with him, there could have, but there isn't anything clear cut that you can uh, say. Oh, yeah, I can see that. That makes a lot of sense. Okay, okay. So, um,
0: mm-hmm. so let's let's move on to the next president then, um, okay. Harry
1: Truman. Wow. Do you have a list in front of you, or, or are you gonna just I, I do. I don't. Him? I
0: don't know. I don't know the presidents in order. In fact, wait. So I you, you're like- cheating. Yeah, of course I'm cheating. Oh. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't know. Like, if you put <laughs> a gun to my head and said list 10 presidents of the last century, I could probably come up with, like, maybe six.
1: This is, like, the last – let's see. This is, like, the, like, 10, 10 last presidents we've had.
0: Okay, let me try it then. I'm not looking right now.
1: All, all right, right. I'm not cool. going
0: to look. Okay, so let's, uh, um, I don't know what's in between FDR and – um. Teddy, okay. So I'm, Teddy. Not a, oh. I'm not on Wikipedia. Um, so that's a that's like thirty years, isn't it? Like that's a long time.
1: Wait, are you, you're going back before FDR? Yeah, yeah. Oh no, so I was I'm, saying don't don't use the list going forward. Like well, y- you could probably get it. I think you're going to surprise yourself.
0: Okay, so I got Woodrow Wilson right, but
1: I read that one. Um, well, no, Woodrow Wilson is before FDR. I'm saying, Oh yeah, I'm
0: sorry. I was thinking well, going All forward.
1: Try to ditch the list, and then okay. If, so
0: I'm not looking at the list. It's on another right. tab on my
1: computer. So <laughs> if you keep looking at Wikipedia, Mike Alex is going to leave. And yeah, he, we need we need that faithful listener here.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, Mike is Mike is the most faithful of. Every, he, we call him old faithful
1: around here. Old so, faithful, right? Old
0: faithful. So uh, after after Truman, Ike, Ike, okay, yeah. After Ike, uh, Johnson. No, Johnson was after was after Kennedy because yep. he was the vice yep. president for Kennedy. Yep. Um, there you go. N- Nixon. Yep. But was Nixon Nixon was before Kennedy?
1: Nixon was after. Was after. Okay. Yes.
0: But was Kennedy after Ike?
1: <laughs> yes. Okay. You're spot on. You're you're going good. Really? Okay. Yeah. Then there's there's one you'll probably forget. He's the only president from uh, Michigan.
0: No one cares about Michigan. Let's this is just true. Um, <laughs> uh,
1: it's a, it's oh, a car no! Theme. He's the
0: guy with the—he's got a big forehead. Uh, yep. Um, Gerald Ford. There you go. Boom.
1: Well uh, done. And if you can't get the rest from here, I, you, because all of these other presidents were, have been your lifetime.
0: No, no. The first yes. president of my lifetime was Reagan. Yeah. Okay, so before oh, wait, we skip
1: Carter, my bad.
0: <laughs> your favorite president, or maybe not your favorite, but the one that you're most you you have the most uh, right, 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 knowledge of. So, so Carter, then yep. Bush, Reagan, mm-hmm. Clinton, Bush. Well, yep. Bush was an entry.
1: Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Yep. Whew, that Obama, was right And then you got Trump. Yeah.
0: Wow, you brought us yeah. straight
1: up here. Look at that.
0: You know what? God bless America. Well done god bless you america i love I, the, the thing is i love history like i love church history i love american yep. history. i love world history but i have a terrible memory when it comes to these things i get the macro i don't get the yep. micro i'm terrible with dates but i get i, I get an understanding of concepts
1: so. well so you you said go back to beginning of 20th century and, and in my mind i went i, I don't know them all <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So, so, so anyway, let's, get, let's let's go, go with back. Truman, right? So, tr- we're yes. at Truman. Um, so, what's up with Truman, yep. man? Uh, does is he a Christian? Does he does his faith follow him in mm. office? You know, in his policy Truman's and whatnot.
1: Truman's a really fascinating, really really fascinating one. Uh, if only because everybody points to the big incident of his acknowledgement and um, acceptance of the nation state of Israel. hmm. So that's a big moment because really I, I that was my one of my arguments. In my undergrad thesis was that Carter's faith or not Carter. Sorry, Carter on the brain. Truman's faith influences decision to acknowledge and accept Israel because mm-hmm. that was such a contentious issue. Um, mm-hmm. America's allegiance to Israel was was kind of shaky. It was it was it could it could go or it could not go. Um but outside of office, he dies pretty quickly after out when he's out of office. So there isn't a lot to measure from that. Um he did grow up. Um, I think he might have been Presbyterian, I think. But he's someone who I would argue that his faith did impact and influence some of his policies.
0: Now uh, we're really at the heart of the nation of Israel, I think. Cause I mean that's mm-hmm. I mean, we are the biggest supporter of the nation of Israel, right? Um, right. the United States is. Uh, one mm-hmm. could say God, but uh, second to God would probably be the United States as far as supporting Israel right. um, depending on you how you land on the theological spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember asking this question to you right as you were starting your master's program um, and saying, without dispensationalism, do mm-hmm. you have the nation of Israel? You know so mm-hmm. if you so if you are like me and you're not, I'm not dispensationalist. Um, dispensationalism, mm-hmm. for those who are, don't know, um, is a is a fairly new belief system <clears throat> that started in the late 1800s, and it was popularized in the book series in the movie Left Behind. Um, so, one, I caution you in in using fiction uh, as a as a way to establish your faith, but that's never a good thing for your faith, but you shouldn't establish doctrine off of it. However. <clears throat> A lot of people, like John McCarthy, is very popular. Believes in dispensationalism. There are two different. There's a different plan for um, um, for Israel and the people of God, otherwise known as the Church and um, all of Israel. At one time, it will be established. The temple will be reestablished before Jesus returns. There's a um, seven-year tribulation. There's a whole lot that goes with it. That's the quick rundown. Um, With that being said, uh, there is a, a sense. With those who are dispensationalists to say we need to do everything in our power to protect israel to reestablish israel to allow them yep. to erect the temple again um that kind of thing so um i imagine that that has a huge impact on on the yes. president who were christian mm-hmm.
1: yeah so they, they, that, they that was that essentially in way, <laughs> yeah it, in a way that you know there was a big Zionist influence to help establish the nation of Israel. And basically the short of it is that Truman went to go with them, um, mm-hmm. you know, was, was influenced by, by their, so whether that was, he was influenced by their argument because the president is always surrounded by people.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: he can be influenced by outside forces or if that was something internal. And I think it was a bit of both because in making their case for why the U.S. should establish the nation of of Israel, you know, um, Truman was deeply influenced by the words of some of those scientists there, mm-hmm. um, deeply moved by it, and even enough where he then advocated and took, really, a step that no one was advising him to take. Mm-hmm. So, Interesting. Yeah.
0: Okay, so after Truman, I'm going yep. back to my list. Uh, Ike, no point. I- the great general, who, by the way, have you seen the movie uh, um, Patton?
1: I've not. I've not.
0: So your your specialty so is war and violence.
1: Your specialty yeah, I must war yeah. and
0: violence, and you haven't seen possibly the greatest movie of the last century, Patton.
1: That's a that's a bold claim. The greatest movie? It
0: is, it is tremendous. Um, it's long. It is incredibly long, but yep. it has maybe the like the first ten or fifteen minutes is a speech that he that Patton gives. Hmm. Um. That is that was incredibly impactful in me joining the army, actually. Wow. So very cool. Uh, I'm a Patton fanboy. Um cool. nevertheless, kind of makes, makes Eisenhower look like a dweeb. Um so, so Listen, <laughs> first off you, you, you plan an it.
1: invasion then.
0: <laughs> well, um, don't think that I haven't. Um <laughs> so so Redeem Ike for me. Not the greatest yep. movie, Carolyn. Okay, I believe you. And that's fine. I I speak hyperbolically most of the time, um, but yeah, it, it's not the greatest movie, but it is a tremendous movie. I highly, highly uh, encourage you to watch it. So, right, Ike, not a dweeb, Ike. and so here's, did he love Jesus?
1: Yeah, I I think he did. So whether Tatted or not Bigford, Bigford thinks Truman might have been a Baptist, I he might have been. I'm fairly certain. Eisenhower was a Presbyterian. So that's the other issue is uh, that, you know, there are the Presbyterian church right by by right by the White House is one of the most popular ones. That's where Ike went. Um, yeah, he his faith was never something that he was super outward about, which is always very, very interesting because if they're, someone's not outward about it, right, is it there? That's always the question that comes up. But there was a very, very unique kind of hidden. It's not super publicized. So, uh, but I'll bring up this one point first. Uh, Eisenhower added the words uh, "under God." Or no, it was either in "God We Trust" to the currency or added "under God" to the pledge of allegiance. I'm trying to remember which one. My mind is blanking. Wow. Okay. That's like yeah, yeah. But God fun bless. fact. Best best fun fact I have on Eisenhower for this, and this was what, I, I couldn't wrap my head around it, and it didn't make sense to me outside of anything other than the fact that he had faith of some sort, and it influenced policies, you know, Eisenhower comes up during the really big battle of good versus evil, um, US versus Soviet Union or USSR during the Cold War, and sees it in that light, too. He really sees it as we are the light and we cannot be overcome by darkness. So we must stand firm. Mm. Um, he got baptized the morning before his inauguration. Really? Yeah. What? Why? Why, why? why Why? would someone do that?
0: Yeah, that is that's an interesting yeah. time to get baptized. Especially if right. he was a Presbyterian. <laughs> um, yeah.
1: And yeah. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, thank you, Josh. Thank you, brother, for In God We Trust on Our Currency. There we go. Uh, I remembered one of them.
0: That's good. All right. So yeah. moving on from Ike to uh, John Kennedy, JFK, mm-hmm. who is one I- of the most fascinating presidents of the last century, I think. Um, but please tell me how, how the womanizer practiced his, uh, his faith.
1: Well, hey, turns out I was right about both things. Thank you, Nancy. He did add the words under God in 1954.
0: There we go. We got smart Look folks on the program, man. We got yeah. smart folks that, that will check you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, but John Kennedy, man, I mean, I remember I remember reading and I was listening to a podcast. By the way, right. I recommend The Very Presidential. It's a podcast on Spotify. Um and, and they go through like kind of the sordid history of some folks throughout like that were presidents, like some of the things you don't learn about in history books. Um, there might be occasional cuss words. So if that so if you're sensitive to that, you might not want to watch it um, or listen to it. However, they mentioned and, and this really stuck with me that folks when he was running uh, for president were really concerned that as a Roman Catholic, the country would be controlled by Rome. By the Papists, yep.
1: mm-hmm. so that's
0: interesting to me.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, spoiler alert: it it we are not run by the Pope. Nope, We weren't run by the Pope. Nope. Uh, and Some I, would
0: call the Pope the Antichrist. Can we call him the Antichrist?
1: Uh, not on this show today. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> We're gonna stick to presidents. Hmm. Um, no. So I think Kennedy was a Catholic, really, in name only. And that's about it. There's no, really not much to say. Uh, okay. Maybe more of the good versus evil vibe of the Cold War. That's really what a lot of these that's really how faith can be seen at times, mm-hmm. uh, but not really there for Kennedy.
0: I did hear and I got this from the very presidential podcast that mm-hmm. he actually had his last rights read to him like four <laughs> times before he died. Because wow. he was so close to near death, apparently, even though he was running as a healthy, like a healthy young man as a candidate, he was actually yep. in terrible health his entire life. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Did, did you not know, that? know
1: that? Boom. Not.
0: Got him. Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, on to uh onto Johnson. Yep. Who's who's another interesting one? Um, well, less not as interesting. He. He has a checkered past. He was a politician through and through. Uh-huh. Um, if you ever wanted to get something done, though, Johnson was your guy. You know, mm-hmm. I honestly think he had the sad, unfortunate uh, fate of following everybody's favorite president's death.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, and Vietnam, never a good situation on that one. But was his faith there, there's, again, not really much there to kind of quantify or to go on.
0: Now was Vietnam so, under under Kennedy and Johnson, or was it Johnson and, and Nixon?
1: Well, here's here's how it works. Kennedy sent a security force to Vietnam. Okay, if that sounds familiar about anything in the past twenty years,
0: I don't know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it was a security force of about ten thousand plus troops to Vietnam. So was the war started? Or where the like you know, does the war start when the troops get there, or does the war start when we actually ratify a declaration of war? That's well, that's up for people to decide. Okay.
0: So, <laughs> uh,
1: all right, all right, that's good. Yeah. All right.
0: yeah. Let's move. On. So wait, Johnson. Did we say did he did he have Christian? Not, nothing
1: really there. Nothing? Um, okay. really fascinating though is Nixon. Nixon, I think, was a little crazy. Okay. Now, my
0: dad – my I don't know if my dad listens to this show, but if yeah. he does, I feel like if I didn't refer to President Nixon as Tricky Dick, yes. my dad would be upset.
1: Yeah. So this yeah.
0: one's for you, Dad. Tricky Dick Nixon.
1: There you go. Um, <laughs> with him, there are some really interesting moments. Uh, in terms of measurable things, it's it gets murky. Okay. Um, But just my fun anecdote about Nixon is that during the later parts of his years in office, he was an insomniac, so he wouldn't sleep. He'd go out, and he would literally wander around Washington, D.C., and he walked to the monuments one day and debated with protesters there about the validity of Vietnam, and then walked back to the White House.
0: That's pretty cool, actually. Like, I mean, that stinks that he was an (laughs) insomniac, and and I don't think that you want someone – Who has to make quick decisions to like literally be like have no no sleep but i mean one of the most beautiful things i i i heard this through that podcast that i just keep saying the the very presidential podcast at one time like you could just show up to the white house and get a meeting with the president in fact i forget which president was they were like they were singing the podcast he would spend his whole afternoon just waiting mm. around for people to show up to meet with him, like wow. random citizens that were interested. So mm. what does that say about the political discourse that even as early as Nixon – or as late as Nixon, <laughs> he was able to walk around Washington, D.C. and argue with protesters yeah. or debate with protesters? I mean
1: right? I wish we could do that. You know, leader of the people. Bigford um, yeah. does bring up the fact that Nixon was a Quaker, but mm-hmm. – I don't know how many Quakers go on advocating the advanced bombing of foreign countries. You know, kind of just willy nilly. Uh, but that's that's. Oh, uh, but that's like that's, that's like, like saying uh,
0: um, JFK was was a Catholic. I mean, yeah, he was right. Catholic, but kind of a name only. Right. Um, and let's face, popular religion <clears throat> in, in mm-hmm. a sense, I think um people have a religion people generally i I think in this country at least since i've grown up since you've grown up people Mm -hmm. have a popular idea that they kind of believe in jesus um but you know they don't really know what that means so he might have had a popular level faith as might have might have jfk
1: and a lot of it is often tied to family Mm -hmm. so you are something right because that's what mom and dad Yeah. All right. Which so. which is what Bickford says there. Nixon though, in his in as crazy as he is, there are some interesting more interesting moments than Johnson and Nixon. Or sorry, than Johnson and Kennedy. There's mm-hmm. there's more than just surface level stuff, but a lot of times it's it's marred by political decisions. So in my mind it's not really something that can be brought up or really recognized.
0: Yeah. Okay. So so your I wife's we've favorite got... president, your wife's favorite president because she is from uh from right. Michigan. Um yep. and I like to refer to you Michigan as Canada. So he's really yes. the only foreign-born um president we've had.
1: So yeah, sure. under, <laughs> under those under those parameters, yes. <laughs>
0: so, so tell me about Jerry. <clears throat>
1: uh, he had this again, a lot of a lot of times presidents have the sad moment. So take Johnson filling in the shoes of one of the most famous presidents in the wake of his death, and then inheriting all of his bad things. And as much as he inherits the good things, but a lot of the good things he worked towards. Uh, Ford takes over for Nixon, and in the wake of scandal, right? And he was, it was, it was kind of just last minute, just not, not great. Um, there really isn't a ton of research done on him, honestly. It is like. There, there's a list of, of forgotten, forgotten presidents, right? Because mm-hmm. they just aren't touched much. Um, and that's kind of the deal with Ford. He was there for because Nixon was impeached in seventy three. Oh, the comments will correct me if I'm wrong. So then <laughs> Ford gets to go on and, and finish the term out. And yeah. there isn't much going on. Um, a lot of things are developing in Africa at that time. Um, and with China, there's, um, because Nixon acknowledged China was working towards fixing and uh, having peaceful moments with them, there. So there really wasn't too too much other than a view of the Cold War as good and evil, which can make talking about faith easy when it's there, and can make it hard when it's not there. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Ford, I'd I'd put there might be something, but it's not a deep well. Okay. As now, far as I'm aware,
0: uh, Jimmy Carter. This is Jimmy this Carter. is your boo thing. This is your booth thing. Yeah, this is, yeah. Tell me, tell me mm-hmm. about Jimmy.
1: So Jimmy's an interesting one. Uh, I think in, in getting elected, he uh, he really again first openly born again evangelical president. His big thing, or his big blunder during his campaign, though, was that he gave an interview to Playboy, the Playboy magazine, and talked about his faith. But talked about how, you know, he sins at times and struggles with sin, but that doesn't define him. And then kind of talked about it from there. Really, it was a it was a moment of almost evangelizing to those uh-huh. who were there. Uh-huh. And then from there, oh, thank you, Palma, 1974. From there, right, people disparage him because he's talking to this super sinful organization. And, oh, he can't be a Christian if he's talking to Playboy. So Not he's, so he's
0: essentially sharing the gospel in identity in Christ to yeah. the biggest yeah. smut magazine. Um, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that sounds pretty evangelical.
1: Yeah. So from there, um, you look at his policies. His is his is interesting though because um, you look at that. If you look at his policies, you see the Cold War is less good versus evil. And more so, how do we reach the people in Soviet in the Soviet Union? How do we begin to to talk to them as fellow humans? How do we stop from just having um you know this this idea of having like covert wars mm-hmm. in in nations across the world and how do we reach them on on a human level
0: yeah because
1: when we he was a big believer in, in talking and kind of communicating that way and uh, one of the issues with his his policies, is that he starts out really as a dove, meaning that he's avoiding war. He's trying to reach them as a people. But um, there's a quote it's by Reinhold Niebuhr. He's a political theologian who says it's it's the sad duty of politics to establish justice in a sinful world. Right? So what does that mean? It means that in order to be a nation that really maybe you're, you're um, in line with God, so to speak, right? You have mm-hmm. to do some of these things that you might not want to do or advocate for, right? So you have to fight wars. You have to stand up and defend for things that you believe in, but you have to sometimes use, you know, these bad things to establish justice. So Carter, and in, in light of the Cold War, Carter then goes on the offensive and starts to ramp up the Cold War. Okay it was um it' was a bit different in terms of so people see that and they go well yeah he just he lost it because he was trying to do x y or z and in my mind i say well listen his his faith he's trying to reach them trying to reach them trying to reach them trying to reach them but at the same time what happens is that you reach a point where you say hey listen we need to stand up for ourselves too mm-hmm. we can try to fall on our knees and look at you and be like all right l- listen like let's make things happen but if you're not going to follow through," We need to ultimately stand up for what we believe in too. So,
0: sounds far more complex than what I learned about Jimmy Carter when I was in high school. Right. Um. Wait. So,
1: what did you learn? What 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 was the uh, What was the Oxford High curriculum?
0: It was soft he was soft um, i remember rtc classes
1: yeah 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 yep.
0: i was in i was in junior rtc um, i was actually i think 4 or 5 years behind your your middle brother mm-hmm. and um and i remember the teacher commander mazley since passed he was a man he was he was, he impacted a lot of kids man hundreds of kids yeah. um positively mm-hmm. but i remember him talking about uh, jimmy carter in iran and saying yeah um really talking about how jimmy carter was a, a pansy and soft and all that and it took you know a strong ronald reagan that the day ronald reagan took office is when the iran hostages were let go and i have thought ever since that day since i met you i'm like man jimmy carter is like he's the marshmallow man um I've never thought <laughs> over. you have changed my view of jimmy carter slightly um because I think uh, he's a lot more complex, and I think that all of us, yeah. whether they're politicians or your regular mm-hmm. citizen, we we're all far more complex than we like to admit. Um, right. Even looking today, uh, you know, you can think of of uh, of President Trump.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think plenty of people have suggested, and I'm not going to tell you what I think, but plenty of well. Um, intended evangelicals have said one way or the other what they think if if President right. Trump is a Christian or not a Christian. Um, however, he does seem to surround himself with people who are Christians, so it's even mm-hmm. difficult to look at his policies and say are they are they proceeding from him or are they proceeding from his mm. advisors who have um, a different religious perspective, assuming yep. he's
1: not a Christian. Mm-hmm. So. Um, So so Jimmy
0: Carter, same way, he was probably influenced, I imagine, by some of his advisors. Mm -hmm.
1: Just just a quick anecdote, too. So speaking about presidents who surround themselves by people who are Christians, um, for every president we just named minus Truman, and there's a story behind that, but we don't have enough time to get into that. Um, Billy Graham was a very, very big person and influence in most of their lives, Mm -hmm. Um, especially Ike. Mm-hmm. But also seen as really, you know, kind of in as much as he was going on gospel crusades for Chris for God, right mm-hmm. across the world, in a subtle way, he was spreading the, um, the American ideal mm-hmm. to those people as well. So, and the
0: great thing, the great thing about Billy Graham, man,
1: like I got
0: my issues with Billy, um, right, you know, theologically, but goodness gracious, that man impacted, um, Yep. The United States and the world for the Kingdom of God in a tremendous right. way, and yep. th- and this is the beautiful thing, mm-hmm. he uh, he didn't care if you were a Democrat or Republican.
1: Yeah, he
0: was going to. He was going. He tried to get his way, and he did. He successfully got himself into the White House to advise right. presidents to be right. a spiritual mentor. To mm-hmm. So I think
1: that's, that's really important.
0: um So yeah, Jimmy yeah, Carter, yeah. you definitely think his policies were.
1: Yeah, my my big plug for for Jimmy, you know, it before and after Jimmy has always maintained, you know, his his faith. Mm-hmm. He has some different stances on different subjects, but we all do. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and part of it too is he's been advocating right. And Palma brings up a great point. Carter's just celebrated seventy four years of marriage. Jimmy Jimmy only had political blunders, I think, and this is my own. This is kind of what I argue because he wanted his Christian faith to influence policies that he was certain on. But his view of the president was one of representing people mm-hmm. and so trying to guard against his faith influencing everything. The biggest example, and we can segue to Reagan after this because of it, was that um, Jimmy you know, came into office, evangelical president, right after Roe v. Wade. And what does the evangelical community clamor for? Overturn it. If you are a Christian, you will get this thing out of here. Mm-hmm. And he didn't. He
0: didn't now, because it. I wasn't going to bring this up, because I know it can be it can be sensitive, but I think because you brought it up, it, it might be important. And it could just give me as quickly as you can, because we are sure. running out of time. Um, yep. And I do have a surprise last question once we get through the presidents. Um, so. What was his stance on Roe v. Wade? What was his stance on abortion? Jimmy Carter.
1: Carter? Mm-hmm. I think that he, he was against it in some way, shape, or form, but he did not view that he, it was his position to overturn it. Okay. And and he says in as much as that and he communicates that. But so then people so see he that in, as him. He
0: was, well, that sounds, like the, that sounds like those who are are pro-choice and will say, listen, I think it's morally abhorrent for me, but I don't necessarily right. think it's morally important for somebody else. And then yep. you just go to... And then you just ask the question, by what standard? <laughs> you know, like, if it's morally yeah. important, it's mor- morally important for all persons, but nevertheless, I digress. Yeah. So it was more of that middle ground.
1: Yeah I think, think Jimmy, yeah, I think he saw other things that he was hoping to get done, and that wasn't something that he felt. There might have... There was... There's a, a groundswell, but it was only a groundswell in a very unique community, whereas others were, you know, not necessarily against it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's it's a it's a deep complex. We could spend an entire show talking about that.
0: OK, maybe but, we'll bring you back on to talk more about that, because I do find it interesting yeah. because I do think that there are some, especially now, mm-hmm. there are many evangelicals that might be trending towards a more liberal view politically. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I've wrestled with this because I do tend to be a more conservative libertarian that, mm-hmm. um, that 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 is concerning because I think there are there are absolutely liberal views, certain ones that yeah. are antithetical to the gospel and antithetical to the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Um, There are others that I can see how people get there and go, I'm sympathetic. Um, yeah. But there are some like abortion. That I go, that's just so morally abhorrent. I mean, yeah. it, it's hard to wrestle with that. So but we should show grace because some people. Don't yep. always recognize their own blind spots.
1: Mm-hmm. I know I do. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Um, moving on. So just
1: just real quick though, Palma. Yeah. Uh, that Palma's question hasn't Carter said he now supports abortion. That could be true. It very well is true. Um, I'm not for certain on that one, so I don't want to speak to that. He has in years past, I think, relaxed a lot more of his conservative stances um if only because he wants to be an open door for the light of the gospel I'll put it that way and and how how you come down on on after that that's right that's what we we're kind of just talking about
0: and you're trying to speak from a from from his perspective and not necessarily your own perspective and that's also right. the important thing yes. about historians is yep. historians need to speak from a historical perspective one in which you're speaking for the person you're studying not yourself right Um,
1: yeah one of my favorite moments actually for for my thesis my master's thesis was after it was all said and done um i kind of asked both my advisors i was like so uh was there any like did you get any sense of my writing that you know i was coming at it from like a christian angle and they're like no and i was like well good because
0: you weren't trying to.
1: I wasn't trying to, but that that's where I'm coming from. Yeah. You know, in, in that sense. So, yeah.
0: Um, all right. So after Jimmy was Ronald Reagan.
1: Right. Yeah. But I mean, the so, darling of, of Republicans. Yes. So just to speak to that too, in the wake of Carter, you see the rise of the religious right, the quote unquote religious right. And a lot of that has to do with allegiance to Israel, support for that. Um, it's a very conservative thing, and you can kind of trace that going forward the last, wow, 40 years, 40 plus years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, it kind of alienated Christian, those Christian Democrats, right, so to speak. The stance on Roe v. Wade took them away and sent them to the right. Okay. Um, with Reagan, I, this, this is my own viewpoint, so feel free to disagree with me in the comments. Um, Ronald Reagan is a smoke and mirror type of guy. He will put up a front and a facade, and I believe that is what he did with his faith, so to speak.
0: That's which I mean. Let's face it: a lot of politicians feel like they have to do anyway, because the you know for because right. a lot of a lot of Christians would even say, "I'm not going to vote for someone who's not a Christian." Yeah. Um, so, so I get that. I totally understand why he would do that not justifying mm-hmm. it but yeah. it, i don't think a lot of people would want to admit that i don't know enough right so i don't know enough yeah. about about reagan um mm-hmm. about why you even um think that but i mean he was an actor so it wouldn't be hard again the flies back over here i must smell so um
1: <laughs> let, yeah let me just bring up a um like points real quick so in terms of faith right we've we've talked about before you know if it's not there you don't need to just create something but those people also weren't out saying, oh, my faith influences X, Y, and Z.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, Reagan, however, is one person who has openly said my faith and, you know, spoke. He spoke Christianese. He knew how to speak a language. Mm-hmm. Um, along those lines, you know, so in terms of what what kind of substance is there, and that's tricky to get to with him. Um, one of the things that's come up in my own reading of things, so uh, his wife was, you know, consulting mediums and you know digging into, you know, talking to the dead. You know, and ter- and she was very active in his realm. Another thing about Reagan that doesn't people don't like to get to talk about, but really from 1986 onwards, so halfway through his second term, he is very much so not there and like mentally
0: uh-huh yeah yeah you i have heard, cognitively heard that yeah not that had there. Dementia or the onset early yeah. onset of dementia but,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh,
1: right and in terms <laughs> of so right so this this is Wes. great if you disagree with me i'd love to to speak more to that but i would encourage you go deeper than just the words that they speak Um, Because if I can add one thing, I I advocated for Tom's article earlier, but one thing I think that needs to be added to Tom's article is that really since post-Carter, people have recognized the Christian voting block, right? Uh And we as Christians tend to vote a certain way. So Mm -hmm. if you say the right thing and you speak the right language, we will think – right? I say we we – we will think that you are one of us. And we really need to be careful to not be led astray by people who are just trying to appease us in word, and not necessarily in deed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And be reminded of the fact that we're of a kingdom not of this world.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I actually had a conversation with some other pastors uh, a few weeks ago. As I when there were a couple of judgments that came down from the Supreme Court um, mm-hmm. that that negatively impacted um, negatively impacted. I think the church, um, as a whole. And Mm -hmm. I had said to them, you know, what's the point in voting Republican anymore? Um, they keep promising conservative justices and we've had the, the Republicans have had conservative justices. We've had it. We have had Republican presidents, Republican, we've had a majority in the house and the Senate and um, abortion is still legal. And in fact, it's, it's, it's not any, there's no more restriction than than there ever has been. So, um, you know, how yeah. much of a lip service, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, so,
0: so I do. Yeah. And, I, and here's the thing. This is a place to disagree. We can disagree. Yeah. And we're talking about for someone sure. who passed away, but being in the public eye is something where we, um, where we kind of, we are under scrutiny and this is a study right. of history. Like someone knows when they go mm-hmm. into the presidency, people are going to debate, debate their life for the yeah. rest of for the rest of eternity so
1: right and and um, how it shapes the country um yeah. because you know different views of the presidency they view it as building upon one another. like so for example um somebody that luke has referenced previously when he came up with with his list of favorite of best and worst presidents brian mclanahan cites he goes back to the constitution and says the president is this when in reality the president is really shaped by previous presidents. They kind of established a precedent. The president establishes a precedent. Kind of one of those weird things. But um, one last thing. I will say this. Reagan did a phenomenal job of framing the Cold War as good versus evil. He spoke mm-hmm. that language and people got behind it. America were the good guys and mm-hmm. they were going to go beat the bad guys. Mm-hmm. So, and you're and not God saying was he was Earth. a bad
0: president. You're just saying he might not have the, the yep. Christian faith might not have or his own right. Christian faith because yes. he might not have. It seemed like his yes. Christian faith was more just words and not action.
1: Yes, that that's so that's exactly. You want what to clarify:
0: there, you're not saying they're yes. a good prisoner or a bad
1: president. Right. We're just talking about their faith.
0: Yeah. Okay. So so, moving on from Reagan, we yes. got George H. W. Bush.
1: Yes. He's, um, I'm looking forward to talking about his son more than him. He's an interesting guy. There is some level of of faith there at some level. How measurable? Don't know. I think it's more than Reagan, but I don't know how much more.
0: Uh-huh. Okay. That's um, fair.
1: That's 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 the quick and easy with that one.
0: So, so. next is uh, is Bill Clinton.
1: Yeah. Um very uh, faithful honestly, man. Very faithful we, man.
0: I, I hear he he really heeds the words of Paul Um, to care for his wife, um, in the same way that Christ cared for the church. Yeah, or or is that just me?
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, might just be you. (laughs) I'm kidding. Yeah, Yeah.
0: Yeah. no,
1: I don't even think there's much to even. We don't even need to spend any time talking about it. Okay, Uh, I don't. I don't even know how much is there. Uh, in all honesty, I haven't even bothered to look.
0: Because it seems quite apparent.
1: It seems very apparent.
0: Um, listen, when you have photos of yourself at, a, at an underage sex island, um, you know, like with with Jeffrey Epstein, listen, yeah, you, you probably lack any sort of Christian morals and values.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: I feel comfortable saying that. <laughs> yep. So, so um,
1: on, on to W.
0: I thought we were just um, doing the 20th century.
1: Or no, oh, you are said 20th going?
0: century onward? Okay. Um, okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, Mike, I I really don't like the the idea that Bill Clinton really set a precedent. Um. Anyways. Uh, so. Do you do you want to end talking about Bush? or You want to keep going?
0: The, let's, time time let's talk about George W. We got as much time as you want, man. Uh, you cool. know. I, I got all the work I need to get done today, so my time is yours. There you go. I, get, I get to play hockey later tonight. so
1: that, um, That's a solid day. Yeah.
0: All but, right, you so know W. What?
1: W had a, a moment um, where he was – he struggled with alcoholism and uh-huh. was a recovering alcoholic, and mm-hmm. faith was a source of, of – and a big part of that recovery.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I really don't think – so that was pre-president um, – post-president i don't think that he's sought to harm anything i don't think that i think that he's lived his life and whether or not he's going out and evangelizing i can't speak to that um but i i think that there is faith there and i think that it's measurable i think that a lot of his politics though come down to his actions in the middle east and that's where people say how could you do this if you have faith Mm -hmm. right
0: Uh well, he was a strong supporter of Israel, so right. um, and, yeah. and if he has that dispensational leading, which I know from from my reading of, of uh, George Bush, he was a or he is a Methodist. Um, okay. So, and that's kind of a mixed bag, uh, as yeah. far you know. There are some conservative um, evangelical Methodists, and there are the majority are not. So, I don't know where he mm-hmm. lands. Um, right. At least there seems to be fruit there in seeing Christ working in his life as he recovered from alcoholism um he seemed to be a very faithful husband and and father um Mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of good stuff there how you know and i think it's up for debate how much he knew regarding like the invasion of iraq um you know there are some and i haven't studied this as much as you have but it does seem like there is a there are many who believe that he was kind of Goaded into the war by by Dick Cheney and others, um, yeah. who to have a, a large financial gain in entering yep.
1: into that.
0: So, um,
1: yeah, I think yeah. a lot of it, it. This he's a great example of how leaders can be influenced by people they surround themselves with, or how they might mm-hmm. not. Yeah. So, for example, you know, being co-opted by Cheney and Rumsfeld. You know, you're two close cabinet members. Um, and then having them basically go to an internal war, right, Colin Powell,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's it, – it. reading about all that is fascinating. If you haven't read about that, I really would highly encourage you. But it does mar the legacy of um, Bush, and it, it raises – people raise the question, well, how could you go and invade a country because of X, Y, or Z? And so it kind of – it's it is a great about- example of the murkiness.
0: Where could they read about that? Offer one book or an article? Or oh, boy. Uh,
1: if you asked me this five years ago, I'd have one for you straight off the top of my head.
0: Oh, also uh, a big Colin Powell. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. His – he um, – goodness. His – um, what's, what's the word? His memoirs. Colin Powell's memoirs. Yeah. Phenomenal. Look yeah. to those because he, he says how it is. He's not mm-hmm. trying to – he's like, listen, you can believe whatever you want. This is this is what happened, and the other guys haven't really denied it or affirmed it. So that's usually.
0: Yeah. Colin Powell a is a man who loves this country, and yes. uh, he's remained apolitical throughout his entire life, pretty much at least yeah. from what I. So great guy. Yes. Um. Yes. So, um. After George W. Um, yeah, President Obama.
1: hmm um, So Obama is interesting because his. Whatever faith might be there, if there's anything, right? Mm-hmm. If there's anything, I'll say it like that, is evident in some of his understandings of the world. Um, he actually read Niebuhr, which is really interesting to me. Um, again, political theology type of deal. And in how do you act and how do you act justly? I think that his pursuit of justice and his equality among people might be evident of that, but it would probably be more of a social social justice faith than a, a deep, you know, evangelical rooted faith.
0: More would um, you consider it more of like a popular level faith, like a like pop religion? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind yeah. of pluralism, pop, pop. Yeah. yeah. And put put a Christian if, spin on it.
1: Yeah. If there's any sort of depth there, it's gonna be in his understanding of how and why the world works the way it does.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, I think that's, that's
1: it.
0: Uh, so. Well, we do have we do have another president after President Obama. Um, do we, we do. we, we want to get into that? I don't know if you do. Um, um
1: sure. Yeah. Uh, let me uh, let me address Nancy's you know point here. Um, I don't recognize the fruit in Reagan's life. Um, I'm not trying to pit them against one another. Uh, I think Obama is in the same level playing field of of speaking the christianese right um reagan i know though at times you know i've looked more into his the depth of his so i can speak more to that obama if i looked more into the depth of that i could speak more to that i haven't really looked as much at obama it's been a lot more surface level Mm -hmm. so if i'm saying something in such a way that irritates or bumps you or disagree with i'm yeah I, i'm sorry um if you want to look into it more and read more up on that go for it um but speaking to reagan i you know i i kind of want to correct the idea that reagan is the christian champion that's been the narrative that you know historians have seen it's been the narrative that christians have jumped on mm-hmm. um so if you want to speak more to that yeah um that's kind of where i'm coming from yeah. so uh yeah
0: Um, Let me just – Josh, your brother, that is. Um, By the way, Josh, congratulations on on your ordination this past Sunday. That's really cool. That's exciting. Um, But, uh, you know, I may have misspoke a little bit saying that he was completely apolitical, referring to um, Colin Powell. I'll say this. I've always viewed him as apolitical. I've always viewed him as someone kind of like a General Mattis who um, has even served in the um, Trump administration, As someone who doesn't care what political party you are, um, they are going to serve you, the president, in the best way possible. They are not part... So I guess apolitical is the wrong term. I would say not partisan. Not meaning that he's not part of a political party, but that he's not going to allow his political party or his political ideology get in the way of his service to his country.
1: Hmm. Which is how
0: all... Which is one of the reasons why I think that we should have more service members in congress and serving as president because there is a level of of uh, of folks that serve in the military that learn how to engage with one another from all walks of life who can um they can set aside their political aspirations i served with people who were like outright socialists um like like i mean they make bernie sanders look like a conservative Okay, um, and some of them are dear friends of mine. I could not be further from them politically, but you know what? I would have taken a bullet for 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 them so that they could go home and see their family just as much as they would have for me, because that's the kind of yeah. bond that is made in the military. And so I, and that doesn't mean that some because generals, I mean, they're a different breed. Um, there are some that that want to get into the political frame more than others, but I can tell you that at least in my view. Mattis, who is one of the great military minds of today, if Mattis says something, shut up and listen. He might be wrong, but just shut <laughs> up and Mattis. listen. If the guy does what he's talking about. He doesn't yeah. have a political point to make. Same mm-hmm. thing with um, um, with with uh, General Powell. So both Definitely. men I highly respect. Uh, President yeah. Trump. President Trump, does. have you looked much into it, or is it too recent because we're in the history as we speak of it?
1: So looking back um pre campaign I think it was later towards the campaign there was a book that came out called The Faith of Donald Trump I was fascinated by it I looked into it a little bit I read as much as I could without buying it cuz you know like all of those books that come out while people are on the caught on the campaign trail they're overpriced I wasn't about to spend 30 bucks on it that that's just my view of that um he's someone to who again, I, I'm not trying to be political, but he's someone who's been in the spotlight for a long time, mm-hmm. right? Pre presidency, I, I think it's very difficult to look at his person and to see fruit of that faith in his life. Mm-hmm. That I will and say, again, it like you're that, not
0: commenting on whether or not he's a good or bad president, you're commenting right. on whether or not his faith has influenced policy. And in one way or another.
1: Right, right. So in terms of that, that's what I'm I'm speaking to. Um, I just to be blunt, I, I think it's kind of in the same vein that I was speaking about Reagan. Mm-hmm. Um, with Reagan, though, oh sorry, I, I don't want to put them on the same plane, but I want to clarify that. With Reagan, there's a lot more depth than there is with Trump. I'll I'll speak to that. There's a lot more instances, a lot more interactions with people, and really, um, there's a really just to kind of we're going back to Reagan again. There's a really interesting moment. I think, and I think you can argue there's a in one thousand, nine hundred and eighty-three we almost had World War III without anybody really knowing about it, mm-hmm. um, and that shook Reagan to his core, shook him to his core. Um, that might have rooted his. His might have run to the roots of a faith there. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe. But with Trump, I don't know of any instances of that. Um, It's been from people talking to him. Um, There have been moments where he's been asked questions. And so this is also you get into the issue of this. The spotlight is a lot brighter and a lot wider than it was ever, ever was. Mm -hmm. I'll say it like that. Um, In that, Everything is on display. Everything is on display. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, looking at that, there aren't there you see and find more instances and see different evidences of moments where you go, okay, that's a good question. You know, can you speak to your faith? And what comes of it? So, you know, right? What Bob was saying is that um, you know, just to read that quote, right. Someone asked, This is a, about Adrian Rogers and Richard Nixon, right? Governor, I want to ask you a very personal question Do you know Jesus Christ? Do you know about him? Not do you know about him, but do you know him? And then Reagan responded, Oh, yes, he's very real to me. I have trusted him as my personal, you know, dot, dot, dot. Goes on from there. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: in terms of Trump, there hasn't been an answer like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: At least recognizing or reflecting um it is more on the religious level my religion is important to me than mm-hmm. my personal faith is
0: it sounds in in you know i'll say this from my perspective i do think it, if we assume that he is a christian i think we're assuming probably mm-hmm. too much because there's certainly more evidence against it than there is for it um right. you know he's said um, more than on one occasion that he, uh, he's never sinned in his life so even if he is a Christian, I don't think he I don't think he understands what it means to be a Christian or 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 the state of, of someone. Um you know, the need to follow Christ or to be saved by Christ. So there is a challenge there, I think. Um yeah. but again, that's not to say he's a bad president. Um, right. and, and I think Matt, you would agree, oftentimes you don't even know if someone's a good president or a bad president until well after they've been president.
1: Well after. And yeah. what Here's just a sneak preview, right? In history, there's always recency bias, mm-hmm. right? Within the five to ten years, and usually that gets sped up if the president dies. Okay. Right? So if the president dies, the recency bias speeds up, and within five years of them passing, any critiques that were that were had of them quickly become singing their praises. It's the twenty years, the thirty years afterwards where you can really kind of let and see, hey, how how are things how are things settling in? Mm-hmm. You know, what what does this look like? Right. And you know, so Nancy brings up a good point, right? Could that be because Trump is so new to Christianity? Sure. We we don't know that. We yeah. don't know for certain. Could be um, the same thing why. with
0: Reagan. Could be the same right. thing with President Obama.
1: Could be the so, same thing with Eisenhower. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like we 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 can't speak. So that's why in the beginning I wanted to say and was trying to be careful by saying my judgment, right? In many ways, I'm going too far. Mm-hmm. I don't have the level and the knowledge and the perception of knowing do they belong to Christ? Right? In yeah. as much as we can ask that of ourselves and others.
0: Yeah. I I think you know the scriptures definitely give us reason to to have to to look at, right? We can mm-hmm. look at for right. the spirit we can see are we obedient do we believe in Christ do we love right. the fellowship as as the author uh, to first John writes do we love the fellowship yeah. the coinineea um mm-hmm. and we look at that and go okay that's not present right now that doesn't mean no that right. just means we don't have assurance we don't, right. <laughs> you know so mm-hmm. so if that's not present we can go it doesn't look like it. We can hope so. Like, yeah, all, we should all want people yeah. to be saved, even if we disagree with them politically or don't like them or or, right. or whatnot. I mean, certainly we can understand from his past, looking at it, go, yeah, he has sinned in his past. <laughs> you know, like the the right. way you know, um, there certainly seems to be times that he has taken advantage of his power and used it over women in his life and things like that. Um,
1: you well, know, I mean. It's, it's hard to say there hasn't been a uh, – sorry, not a Christian – a president who hasn't taken advantage of their power. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, 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 and ultimately – Power
0: corrupts. I mean power right. – unchecked power corrupts, whether right. it's the president, whether it's the president of, of Liberty University. can mm-hmm. answer Brian's question. Does it matter if Trump is a Christian? Um, well, don't you want him to follow Jesus? Does it matter if you're a Christian? Like, yes, it does. But um, – now, does it impact our voting? Well, you're to decide that, not me, not Matt. Right. So mm-hmm. um, we're just saying how, because this is Matt's specialty, how has the Christian faith influenced or our or president's own faith influenced their policy? So that's what we're getting at. Uh, but yeah. again, if you have President Trump who is surrounded by, and he has done a good job at, you know, Vice President Pence, who is a very conservative evangelical Christian. Um, again, mm-hmm. a man that has his own faults, but um, I have no doubt of his faith. Right.
1: Um, yeah. So I'll I'll just speak to that real quick. There are there have been moments too, where I I have been fascinated. Okay, how would Mike Pence answer this? Because mm-hmm. you you have the track record beforehand, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right. You you have you have the track record beforehand, and you know Palma is saying that Pence's VP book is is apparently really good. Mm-hmm. take a, take a look at that. I haven't seen that, but he would probably speak to the pivotal moments of God at work in his life. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, that's not really spoken of mm-hmm. by a president. yeah that that's yeah. just that's just kind of the plain truth. Usually, it's a lot more digging and it's trying to to get deeper than just what is said and spoken to people because we have to remember, as a historian, one thing is speeches where they're given. And who they are given to, is a phenomenal measure. You know, you're you're taking the context of the words that are spoken. Right? Um,
0: Nancy makes a very good point. Um, so she had said that um, there are examples in the Old Testament of God using non-believers to accomplish His purposes. Yes. Yeah. Even though mm-hmm. President Trump may not act like an evangelical, may not God be using him to accomplish righteousness in our culture? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, yep. Yep. there's no question. Um, mm-hmm. You know,
1: one, one one of my favorite things to to say that it really only happened, and I was really convicted of it after reading it. But read through the Book of Daniel. Mm-hmm. You, I resonate far more, right, with the wicked Nebuchadnezzar at mm-hmm. times, unfortunately, mm-hmm. than in my own struggles. Than I am with Daniel or Shadrach or Meshach or Abednego or any of those mm-hmm. peoples, right. Daniel 4, you know, there are multiple different times where Nebuchadnezzar had moments of rebuke and reprove from God because God was using him. Yeah. Ultimately, he says, I'm the one in charge and doesn't submit.
0: Yeah. And Carolyn makes another great point. You can't legislate righteousness. Amen. You really can't. For sure. But you can pass legislation that that you believe is based on God's law that is influenced by your faith. Um, right. Again, if someone's, if someone's an atheist, you would expect them to enact legislation based on their atheistic worldview, that yeah. there is no moral standard um, mm-hmm. in an atheist worldview. There's, there's zero. So if yeah. I came through the screen and stabbed you with a knife under the atheist worldview, there's nothing wrong with that. So even the, the baseline of our justice system is founded on a Christian worldview. Understanding right. that there is a moral standard that that is absolute.
1: Right, yeah. Um, and Mike brings up a really good point, right? right. Mm-hmm. We should be able to critique any president without fear of being cast as a liberal or the enemy. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, what's gonna happen when whenever we have conversations like this, and as we near closer and closer to November, we need to make certain that any critiques or any questions that we have concerning candidates or presidents is not seen as a personal attack. Mm-hmm. We need to be making sure that our conversation is filled with grace mm-hmm. and peace and that we can ultimately come together as the body of Christ. Because if we're letting politics dividing our body, right? Where who's who's getting the glory in that? Not yeah. God. Yeah.
0: Well and yeah. and I would I, I would say this. As Christians, our responsibility is to pray for, um, mm, our, our, yeah. pray for, for the sure. legislature, pray for for our, our senators and our congressmen, pray for our local legislation, pray and pray first and foremost for the salvation of their souls. Um, mm-hmm. You know, pray for your community, and, and pray that through that God um, would bring about His His will. You know, um, you know. Right. That's my hope. You know, whether or not President Trump or, or President Obama, um, President Bush, I think, and Jimmy Carter, um, those are the living presidents. Uh, Bill Clinton, um, if they are not in the faith, we pray that they would come to faith. So, last question before we end. I mean, sure. hour and a half is the longest we typically go, but this is this is one that I have to do. In uh, sure. In honor of Luke. Okay. Abe Lincoln, man. <laughs> Abe Lincoln. So, uh, everybody on the podcast knows that Luke hates Abe Lincoln, thinks he's a terrible president. And that yeah. is because Luke is influenced by the radical Brian McClanahan. Yes. Um, which, by the way, I've watched a few episodes of Brian McClanahan. He's very engaging. I, I like yeah. his voice, I like his style. I mm-hmm. probably agree with him politically. I think he's a, a libertarian, a conservative yeah. libertarian. So, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I agree with him on, on Honest Abe. So talk to me, talk to me, tell me about Honest Abe.
1: Oh, Honest Abe is, uh, he is someone who's been spun in eight different directions all over and through and through. And it seems like every person comes up with a different result. Um, (laughs) Somebody saying I've I've read and heard different things that you know that Lincoln was a Christian only in speech, Uh mm-hmm. that link you know varying different results right, so that things just happen, um, that or that even as far as that Lincoln was Calvinist in his thinking and lining things up. God
0: bless him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, with. You know, I, I admittedly, Lincoln is someone who I've avoided, if only because there's been so much work on him.
0: It's uh, kind of like the band in high school that everybody listens to. And you're like, I'm totally I might like them. Right. but I'm not yeah. going to listen I'm, to them because it's it's.
1: Yeah. yeah, I'm a hipster historian. What what can I say? <laughs> I like to be trendy. you like no. craft presidents. <laughs> no, I, I would love I would love to go and read more. The, the, the books on Lincoln are not thin. They are very thick and they are full of material and a lot of his speeches he wrote himself. So that's kind of an advantage that we have with him as well, is nowadays most speeches are written by someone. Granted, the things in them have to get checked off by the person saying them or they go back and receive edit. Now, those are great things to look at as a historian. Hey, what edits were added? What things were taken out? Lincoln wrote all of his, most all of his. And so that's that's a resource in and of itself is, okay, Lincoln is saying what he wants to say, and he's being blunt about it. Um, when looking at, you know, that there are Christians on both sides, right? That, you know, God isn't on, on, on necessarily one side of this because there are people who serve and follow him and they land on both sides of this. He recognized the situation he was dealing with. Um, Luke doesn't like him, or sorry, I won't say Luke. I don't want to speak for Luke. McClanahan does not like him because McLanahan McC-
0: through Luke. Luke McClanahan. I'll speak yes. for Luke. He sure. he, well, he says he like he he was a bad president. He likes him on a personal level. He was yes. a good man, terrible right. president.
1: So essentially, McClanahan's and Luke's McC- McClanahan through Luke Luke views <laughs> the president as being the elected official who is not to go enact broad policies that are not favored by the people. It, mm-hmm. McClanahan opposes presidential power. He opposes so like, you know, presidential um, actions or, or things along those lines. He's very against. He sees the president as overseeing and making certain that policies happen and are enacted. Mm-hmm. So that's why he hates FDR because FDR shut down the banks and he doesn't have the power to do that constitutionally. Yes. He doesn't, but by doing things like that, you can have Congress either take an action for you or against you, right? In a way, it's it's strong-arming and bringing people along, and it's the willingness to take a risk to say, hey, listen, I think this is what we need to do. If people don't support it, then then their constituents, right, the the people who are representing them, shouldn't support it either. Mm -hmm. Therefore, they should denounce what the president's doing. Does that always happen? No. Because people don't like to stand in the wrong, right? They want to
0: be. They want to be right. Even they want to be they...
1: right. They want and they want to be on the right side of history, because so, they know how things will end up, right?
0: So how does that relate to Abe? You talk. You talked about FDR, but how does that relate yeah. to uh, Lincoln?
1: Uh, it relates to Lincoln because Lincoln essentially went to war with the South. Um, In the wake of the South taking over a military base that was in South Carolina, Fort Sumter, he sees that as an act of aggression towards the Union and is going to go back and reclaim it. Okay. Granted, states had already seceded, so this is why Lincoln is a bad guy, because he could have solved the problem without going to war if he was a good president. Could he have? Uh, I don't think so
0: we would have had, we would have had two countries you think if if he had not
1: gone to war no i don't know that we would have had two countries you know asking questions like this is always interesting cuz it's it's no there's no right answer we're just speculating um i think things would have eventually unified back together because the trajectory and the trend of slavery was that america was the last bastion of it European countries had already, by the beginning of the 18th century, or 19th century, Britain was like, all right, yeah, we kind of messed up on this. We need to go back and fix this. Um, in terms of how that happened and how quickly that happened, that's what made America different. They put it off. It was a boiling point. They didn't know what to do. They didn't want to destroy the economy. I mean, you, you need to remember, the country was still less than 100 years old when it was in office. doesn't feel like it. Mm -hmm. feels like it'd been around for forever in terms of making sure that the union would not spin out of control that's hard to do without going back and forcefully bringing people back Mm -hmm. um so yeah it's a tough question but mcclanahan doesn't like him because he used too much power and thinks things could have been solved differently They might have been, Um, which is a fair criticism.
0: I mean, I mean that's the practice of of studying history is going back and saying, could this have been handled differently? Um, And especially when you are looking at it within context, you know, I think it's important for us to look at um, look at individuals and situations in history and look at it within context um, rather than just and applying, you know, for them that's the the nineteenth century, so applying nineteenth century standards to it rather than twenty first. Right. Um, I think is important that it's not to mean that it's okay, right? Like, so that's not to mean that it's okay. but you have to get in the 19th century framework that their mind, you know, what they are thinking at that time. Um, And I think you did a good job of sharing that. So so thank you. Yeah,
1: Yeah, happy to. And again, with 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 all of this stuff, you know, history. You know, you can't ignore the dates and the things that happened. how much they influence something or how much they change something is almost always up for debate mm-hmm. and when you get into a person in their faith if the person doesn't speak outwardly or explicitly or doesn't have fruit that's when you get into levels of things mm-hmm. um then yeah yeah again these these two you can disagree with anything and everything i've said that's the beauty of of this it's, it's just a source for you know getting into the mindset hey how should we be thinking about this? Why should we be thinking about this?
0: Well, and historians disagree yeah. on things all the time.
1: Like, oh, yeah. history
0: is not yeah. something of consensus. As someone who likes to look at church history, likes to like, and, and so, like, we preach the gospel, but we might also yeah. look at other commentaries, right? So, we're looking at commentaries right. on how to preach a certain passage, and you know, I might have four commentaries on a passage. But, well, perfect example, we just started going through. For the letters of John, well, mm-hmm. there's a, there are people who fall um, all over the spectrum as far as who the author of first, through third, third John are. Um, mm-hmm. Like, so you read and you, then you try and look at the evidence and, and make a decision. So yeah. you're going to have people that are going to disagree. Doesn't mean you hate them. just Right. Mean right. You looked at the facts and you came to a different mm-hmm. conclusion. That's okay. Yeah. Um, That's something I think we don't do very well today anymore.
1: So, no, yeah, I I would agree on that one. Uh, (laughs) Unfortunately, having civil discussions, um, it's just, you know, it's kind of a framework. It's been the trajectory. And, you know, to be honest, uh, news outlets and media have not helped. Um, Things have been kind of spiraling. uh, Yeah. They've, they've. It's been spiraling people, for a while.
0: The best thing you can do for your soul is to turn off, turn off cable news.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I have to admit, I have, I purposely deleted. I was, I was like, oh, I might need to re-download Facebook for this conversation because I deleted it.
0: Uh-huh.
1: It, it. It's been so refreshing. Yeah, to get out and to you know just dive into God's Word, and you know seeking after God rather than oh what are so and so i then this isn't to bash facebook we're on it right now it's a great resource but it can quickly turn into just a source of messiness and people validating themselves and not listening to anything so yeah that's just my two cents anyway
0: we (laughs) i appreciate that's what we brought you on here for your two cents matt um it was a pleasure having you on um, yeah, I'm looking to forward here. to seeing you next week man uh, yeah. you're going to be be on your way down So
1: yeah. you know what I'm looking forward to? What's I'm looking to... forward to having Luke what? back on the show next week
0: uh, yeah <laughs> that'll be okay
1: that'll
0: be... <laughs> I'm looking forward more to you and, and your lovely wife getting down here
1: Yeah, what's one We're... thing you're looking forward to? what's what? what
0: are you looking forward to once you get down here?
1: oh um I'm I'm weird about this. I love to have like a schedule or a routine, and I have huh? felt I felt like a dog chasing my tail lately, because mm-hmm. we just don't have that right now. It's mm-hmm. kind of doing eight different things at the same time, mm-hmm. um, but also really looking forward to just getting down there and seeing what God has in store as well. Cool, man. So yeah,
0: sounds like the right answer.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, we're excited to have you too. Have to come down so? Uh, everybody thanks for joining us um we will see you next tuesday sound yeah. off in the comments um th- there have been some great conversations that happened outside of the live show in the comment section and i very yes. much look forward to some of this especially when matt says ronald reagan mm-hmm. <laughs> not I, might have, exactly.
1: I might have thrown a i might have thrown a rock at a beehive there
0: not as much of a hero as we might have, I think. okay anyway yeah. you guys take care god bless love you see you
1: next time see you guys